and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 221 of the So Play Psych Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch. I almost messed up my own intro, not like I haven't done that before. I'm Nixie? Question mark at this point? It's You've only done it 221 times. Yep. So, you know, practice makes perfect. Someday. <laughs> and I'm Grace, and today we are watching SG1, Season yes. 9, Episode uh-huh. 15. Yeah. Ethan. Yes. Um, AKA. The only non-sad AKA I could think of <laughs> was Invisible Missiles. <laughs> because that is now a new band name. Um, I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to go AKA the one with Winston just to make, just to yeah. like, I will come up with a better AKA. I couldn't think of a quality AKA for, um... So before we even do anything, we are oh, just yeah. going to, for, for everyone listening to this, um, wh- if you know this episode, you know why I'm going to say this. If you don't know this episode yet and you're first watching it along with us, I, actually, that makes no sense. I'm assuming you've at least seen the episode if you're listening to me talking about it, whether it's the if first you, time yeah, or many times. If you watch this episode or you don't remember the episode yeah. or you've seen it many times, whatever the reasons, yeah. this episode is tough. This episode is tough. Right now. This episode would be tough on, you know, any given day you watch this episode. Uh, this episode is extra tough right now with a compound of various reasons that we have going on in this world and in this country. If you need to take a break, go do something good for yourself. We, this episode will always be here for you to come back and listen to. We will always be here for you to come back and listen to. Um, you know, go watch Queer Eye and Eat Ice Cream. As I'm going if to you do need this. to not listen to this episode, we understand. We'll see y'all next week. Yes. Um, and keep an eye out in the future. There's a couple of fun tangents that we're going to do because yeah. we're going to do this episode because it's the next one on the list. But uh-huh. this was tough. Yeah. Uh, and it's tough even for us. And it was tough for me to watch. And it took a little while after I watched it for me to be okay. Yeah. And to just be okay to record. Um, so we get it. Um you know, in, in, in the time that we're living in when things are really tough and we're all working so hard to do what we can to make this world a better place, uh, you need a place to take some self-care. Yep. Uh, for some of us, it is podcasts like this one. Yeah. Uh, for me, it is. And, uh, you know, every now, I've got to turn away and do something different. Uh, I've watched Silence of the Lambs so many times this week because that is my comfort space yeah uh because it's a type of horror that is different that is not real i've still um, never seen it yeah this may be the time for you to see it it's Maybe. not that scary i've not as far as like scares i will say that is not one of the films that i haven't seen because of it being scary that's one of the films yeah. that i haven't seen for no particular reason whatsoever i just haven't Here's, like, here's why you should see it because the lead is going to remind you of a friend of ours. Oh, I already uh, know. A family who, friend of yours. I already know yeah. who the lead would remind me of. <laughs> yeah. And so just watch it with that yeah. woman in, 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 in mind. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be even more fun. Because yeah. already, 
Uh, Clarice uh, Starling is such a fucking badass. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I think anyway, every time um, I've wanted to watch it, someone else in the room has been like, let's not watch that today. And I'm like, okay. Oh, watch it. I may make you watch it with me one day. That's fine. We'll um, do that. <laughs> anyway, be kind to yourselves. Do what it takes to be kind. Keep fighting the good fights and yep. then take breaks and do what you can. Yeah. Um, because, because we got to make it to... T- we all have to make it to tomorrow so that we can yeah. keep the fight. Because if you burn yourself out, you're not uh-huh. you it's you're not gonna be effective anymore. Yeah. But just um, being and we'll a leave person. That there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so with that in mind <laughs> With that in mind um, Let's get down to business. Let's get down <laughs> to business to defeat the satellite. Um so this week I will have to mention one hilarious thing that happened to me this week. And I tweeted about it actually over the weekend or on Monday. I don't remember what day it happened. Um, You know how last week I was like, hey, wouldn't it be great because Bloodspots created by Martin Garrow if it's actually in the same universe as Stargate? And then the next day I watched the episode that confirmed it's in the same episode as, or in the same universe Amazing. as Stargate. Amazing. It made me <laughs> so happy. And because Grace has started watching it and doesn't know the character, I'm not going to say who says it on Blindspot, um, but it is a character. God, I can't even say anything. Okay, there's a character on Stargate who mentions his rivalry with Dr. Rodney McKay. A character on Blind Spot. A character on Blind Spot who mentions his rivalry with Dr. Rodney McKay. And it fits. That is not just a name you make up. No. (laughs) That is a real name. I mean, maybe initially, but now it's a real person. You have placed this person in the world. And I will say, without spoilers, that we know the character who says this on blind spot we know he has a rivalry with mckay in atlantis as well later on that's awesome it is a two-way rivalry street okay um i realized that both shows are over but we're gonna need a crossover blind spot's not over yet we in its final season it may well yeah but we can appeal to the creators like it's done recording it's done filming Yeah. yeah but who knows? Maybe there's a guest appearance. We can um, do some fanfic, guys. We can make yeah. some blind spot uh, that's, Atlantis that's happen. cross fact fanfic. Yeah. Um, it's gonna happen. We just need two uh, um, sexy blonde scientists to get together. Yeah. Two smarty pants blonde uh-huh. scientist ladies yeah. to work together and blow up some suns. I'm down for and it. And do some sciencey things. Super down uh, for it. <laughs> uh i'm not gonna lie i've been why i've had it on in the background um kind of while i was working yeah and i barely know the story i mostly just listen when ashley johnson comes i'm on screen. not gonna pretend that i didn't do the exact same thing <laughs> uh, i've got a lot of shows that i've started that i'm like yeah. two three episodes in that i need to just pick one and finish there's um, there's another character that my that that brother Matt uh, warned me when he came on he would be a favorite and he was right. There's another character that comes nice. on later that is quality. Nice. Um, yeah, I've got um, 
there's a couple of binges that I need to just commit to. Uh, I started Samurai Shampoo. Um, I've never I think heard of I'm that. saying that right. It's the people who made Cowboy Bebop. I still have never finished Cowboy same, Bebop. It's a crime. It's I the know. same director. Um, and then I've also started Insecure because we now have HBO Max. Uh huh. Um, and then I started Blind Spot. Mm-hmm. And then I also started. There was something else I started. Uh, the other show I started I didn't like, so I won't mention it because I was like, this is dumb. I need a new uh, bitch. But those are, th- those are the three that I started and I liked and I need to get. Oh, and then one other thing I started was I'm watching um, Nolan North and Troy Baker. Nolan North is the voice of Nathan Drake and yes. Troy Baker yep. is the voice of Joel in The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a playthrough of The Last of Us Part 1. Oh, so that's, I started those. I don't know why you would have any interest in that whatsoever in the slightest. I mean, that not even a little bit have any interest for you. 13 days, guys. Um, <laughs> as of I will actually oh, as of what you guys see, it's like 10 days. Yeah, I will say one other show that we binged in. Well, we would have binged it in a single day had our power not gone out for a short bit in the middle of it. But we mostly binged in one day. Uh, guys, it's a very quick thing to watch the whole season. It's on Netflix. It's Steve Carell in Space Force. It is the perfect level of ridiculous kitsch. It is spot on the nose without being, like, like, too on the nose in any way. It's kind of amazing. Interesting. It's 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 in my queue. It's in my like Netflix list, but I haven't really yeah. looked at it seriously yet. I, I will say it was kind of everything I wanted it to be, and it hits like the perfect note. And Steve Carell has that is always involved with those purple perfect bleh, perfect things that yeah. have like mostly comedy, but then there's some actual real heart moments mixed in. Sure. Yeah. Um. It's okay. not. Yeah, I, I, I like my escapism. <laughs> this was um, 100% we'll escapism, I will say. Like, okay. this, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was on the nose without being, like, social commentary of today. Like, it's not at all. Okay. It, in any way. It's just, hmm. it's, it's real fun. It's and just the fun characters, times. It's real fun times, and the characters are great. It is, it is, it's real fun. Awesome. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's our weekly roundup of yep. things. <laughs> Alrighty. I'm ready. Are we ready? ready? Are we ready? Yeah. Let's February just get through 3rd, it. February 3rd, 2006. Uh, oh. s- story by Damian Kindler and Robert C. Cooper. Damian wrote the screenplay. Uh, directed by Ken Grady, who hasn't directed an episode since season one, Cold Lazarus. Whoa. That's yeah. a long time ago. Uh-huh. Cold Lazarus. Holy moly. I... I can't remember season one. Well, Cold Lazarus was the one with the duplicate Jack and the crystals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Like, it was like, once you said it, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was one of those where maybe I just need to rewatch some old episodes. Maybe that's what I'll do. Well, it's also just this. It, it's hard to explain when we were doing first season 18,000 years ago. Um, it yeah. was hard to even try to explain to you how much of a journey that this show takes not only in the character's journey but in like production value journey and yeah it's not the same show no it's, it's not. not the same show anymore in any way 
Yeah. Wowza. Um, so we, we do have to, we do, we do sadly have to say goodbye to Colonel Pendergast. It is Berkeley Hope's last episode. Um. Yeah. And President Nadal, I think, is someone that everyone recognizes. He's been in something. John Alward. Alward. I'm sorry. Um, but you've seen him. I remember him as Barry Goodwin in, in West Wing. He was in ER. Uh. Grace, I oh, know that's you where I know from ER. Shameless. He was in Shameless. Yes. Yep. Uh, Fringe. What was Mad he in Shameless. I wonder. I didn't write it down, but his IMDb list is longer than my arm. So. Yeah. Um, but not I'm to be outdone. So you. Okay. Not to be outdone. He would be a landmark all-star. He is a landmark all-star guest star, but he would be the top of the bill for any other episode. But. Yeah. Commander Pernell, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Need I say Winston more? Himself. Winston, Winston himself. Winston himself. From Ghostbusters. Also, as I already know, a Michigander. Always nice. a fan. Um, uh-huh. Recently, I saw him in Grace and Frankie, which, guys, also, if you want just a real fun show to watch, I don't okay. know why I love Grace and Frankie so goddamn fucking much. <laughs> Because that's who you're going to grow up to be. Oh, no. <laughs> Nick and I have already discussed a lot how you and I are going to be Grace and Frankie when we get older. I can see that. I've yeah. already said, I was talking to friend Summer, either that or I'm going to start a coven. Yeah. Uh, you know, it depends I mean, I, on how early Jesse goes. I don't, <laughs> I don't see, uh, I don't see Jesse and Nick leaving us for each other, but everything else right. in the series, yes. Yes. Is, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Depending on how things go, you know, we either start a coven, or <laughs> I, I will also out. say one of the daughters in the show is kind of who my soul wants to be on the inside. <laughs> but I'm not. Like I'm not cold-hearted bitch enough to be her. But I still want to be her on the inside. There's time to learn. There's, <laughs> there's there is time to learn. There's always time. Um, so previously on Stargate, uh, do you remember that uh-huh. time last season where Daniel was stranded on a planet in the middle of a Cold War, World War thing? Yeah. Stranded on a planet. Cool. Planet. Okay. Uh, just to, re- like, Caldonian and Ran, and and the, uh-huh. the, the Sudan came in like this weird religious coup that was trying to take control of the Stargate because they thought it was, like, sent from their gods or something. Oh, also the Ori are still shit. Yeah. Uh, there's hey, uh, remember that everything was awful and there's a lot of bad guys everywhere. Okay, that's all. Just uh, know that going in. Everything is terrible and the world is world. falling apart. So we start <laughs> the episode with the wormhole from Tegulus, and it is Jared Kane who we got to know very well in Icon. Um, mm-hmm. He urgently ha- needs to talk with us, and he basically stole the Stargate, kind of. He's yeah. like, you need to yeah. let me through, or they're going to arrest me, and that will be bad. I times. hijacked the gate, and yeah. I don't know what to do. Please, please help me, please, please. <laughs> yeah. So they open the iris. He comes on through. They introduce him to Cam, who of course has read the mission report. Uh, and it, so the way he comes in, it reminds me a little bit of like when Drakey riles up the neighbors, and yeah. then just kind of like goes straight to the back door like please mommy please 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 i gotta you gotta let me in yeah. now because i fucked up <laughs> i did the thing i made people mad and i kind of meant to but then i realized that that has consequences 
So please, please, please help me. <laughs> I also do like how, like, Kane is talking to Cam and Daniel, but he's like any of us and, like, looking around the room and, like... He's like, there's a lot of really cool things here. And yeah. uh, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah. So there's a reason we haven't been able to reach the planet for a while. We kind of assumed mm. it was mutually assured destruction. Kane's like, we're close, not quite there. Um, right. And... The, the more urgent is the fact that five months ago, a prior came through the Stargate. And he didn't come offering religion straight out. Uh, he offered the Ram Protectorate power. And they, cool, embraced, cool, cool. they embraced the Ori. And with that, with, with that promise of, of worship, uh, they offered the Ram Protectorate an orbital weapon that could give him total domination over Caledonia. Yeah, um... That's the best thing to do, you know. Yeah. It, it's, 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 you know, proof of, of loving gods when they're yep. like, hey, we'll help you kill other people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, if you just do what we tell you to do. That's yep. always, you know, a good sign that you're in a healthy relationship with yeah. your deities. Yeah, 100%. Um, just uh, throw that out there for any D&D players. <laughs> Well, Actually, it's right? immediately that's what I was thinking the of. The only people I'm talking to. Yeah. <laughs> that weirdly is the immediate thing only. I was thinking of. You got in a yeah. pact with the war, wrong, wrong god. That's the yeah. make a different yeah. pact, dude. Yeah. Um, the, and not, not good times. The satellite was finished 24 hours ago, and they already vaporized a Caledonian military outpost. Credits. Yay! Things are going great. <laughs> Super awesome. So they moved mm-hmm. the discussions up to the briefing room. Um, Landry's not there this whole episode, just mind you. Uh, apparently, yeah. um, the... Okay, let's take a minute, though. Because yeah. this is a bet. This is an amazing part. Oh, well, we'll get With there the in chair. one second. We'll oh, okay. There. I thought we so were there. Oh, got it, got it, got it. One thing I thought that's what you meant when there. you said we moved in. Okay. Now we moved to the briefing room. Um, the got president it. has given the Caledonian leader five days of surrender or big bada boom. Uh, the the prior, of course, encouraged it. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like it took a lot of encouragement. To sure, get yeah. The Rand Protectorate to dislike and want to kill the Caledonians. Um, yeah, it's like you take these two dogs that already want to bait each. They're already yeah. trying to fight each other, and you're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, look. And he also said shit about your mom. Yep, he called your yeah, mom a bitch. You basically, just do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, things things <laughs> didn't settle after Icon. They just got worse. <sighs> Things got more Boy. untrustworthy. Um, they keep getting intelligence. The Caledonians are preparing a full attack. And on top of that, like, the Caledonians are never going to accept the priors if it's the Ram Protectorate who are going, hey, worship these people. Right. It, it's like automatic distrust. Um, and actually, that works with the priors' whole, you know, worship the Ori or die trend. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Whatever it takes. And we also learned the Ori are a huge reason why both sides stopped dealing with Earth. Uh, we weren't going to offer them weapons, so someone offered them weapons. Yeah. Um, Sam's like, that's all real shitty, but why come mm-hmm. to us now? And Kane brought the early specs for a, for the satellite weapon. Um, they've never gotten finished ones. You know, the Ori kind of just gave them piecemeal plans to keep yeah. them in the dark and keep control over things. And when someone in the government voices dissent over making the giant satellite death weapon, security gets tight. 
And he's lucky he even got this early schematic out. And he, Kane, wants the weapon destroyed. And I do like... SG-1 can do it. Yeah. (laughs) But I like when, when, you know, it shows you the the moral core at Kane, in Kane, that he has words. Uh, He's like, look, I know this is going to save the Caledonians. Like, yes, I hate them for bombing this country and killing so many civilians, but I don't want to see more people killed. Yeah. It's this weird, it's, it's that, um, you know, you can talk about your brother all you want. Yeah. But. No one else can. We don't need any outsiders coming in. This yeah. is, this, there's a certain type of rule set that we've got. Yes. That we, or hopefully have, that we're following. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how we see, like, the Rand versus Keldor. It's like, yeah, we hate each other, but. This is our fight. We don't want to just destroy our planet, yeah. and this is our fight. He refuses. Oh goodness! To if see... only more people saw things his way. <laughs> he refuses to see more people killed due to archaic prejudices and religious extreme extremism, and he's like, "This mm-hmm. has to stop." And that's yeah. when Cam's like, "Hey guys, let's go have side chats oh, right. in Landry's office. I'm sure you won't mind." And then mm-hmm. they all. Refuse to sit in Landry's chair. Okay, so let's go through the <laughs> list of people that we know. Uh-huh. Jack is definitely sitting in the chair 100%. and putting his feet up. 100%. Um, uh, let's see, who else do we know? Um, I don't know if I can I'm name surprised. another person who would sit in it. Um, what do we think if we had the Atlantis crew here? McKay I feel would. like Jack's the only person. Yeah. Oh, McKay, McKay would, would unwittingly. Like, yeah. he would be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's <laughs> one. Th- you know, I, I don't think John would. No, John wouldn't. But I will say this, and, and I don't know why this pops in my head, but I have a hunch that if it was still Hammond's chair, Daniel would sit in it. I feel like Daniel and Hammond had a very different relationship than Daniel and Landry have. Yeah, there's a certain level of mutual admiration between Hammond and Daniel. Um, And not that there's no, the the respect for Landry isn't there, but there's a certain level of, uh, maybe this is a better word, familiarity. Yes. That they had. Yeah, it's a very different, yeah. not in a bad way, but it's just a very different relationship between J- uh, Landry and 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 Daniel. Yeah. And between him Yeah, and like, I, I don't know that Landry has invited them over for mm-hmm. a barbecue yet. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Hammond definitely was like, come meet my granddaughter and my family. Yeah. Now, um, like, where's Cher? I think pretty much oh. everyone would sit in Weir's chair just because Weir's a different, it's a different type of leader. Yeah. I, I don't think she has a chair, if that's that makes I mean. sense. It's less like her, it's the chair that's in her office. It's not her chair, if that yeah. makes sense at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think if forced to, <laughs> the first person to sit in Landry's chair of those Someone four. Sit in the chair. It's like you have to sit in the chair. Somebody sit in the chair. Um, 
It's going to be Teal. Yeah. Teal. Teal's yeah. going to be like, I'll sit in the chair. What's it going to yeah, do to fine. me? Yeah. I think chair. the only reason Teal didn't sit in this chair here because Teal's like, I'm fine standing. Like, it's not that yeah. I'm not going to sit in the chair. It's just, I stand yeah. and look. I have my presence. But the is more only powerful. one, yeah. The only one who is purposeful would, yeah, in the entire Stargate canon mm-hmm. um, that I know of, um, yeah. the only person who's going to sit in Landry's chair willingly joyfully is jack <laughs> yeah he's gonna sit in it and he's gonna have a drink without a coaster on the desk oh 100 yeah 100 <laughs> and he's gonna get away yeah. with it too because he's jack well on yeah. top of the fact that right now uh jack is kind of landry's boss so he kind of yeah also that's can true sitting in and do whatever the fuck he wants yeah. <laughs> anyways no one sits in landry's chair uh, Daniel yeah. admits that he's like, look, a lot of this is our fault. And I went, is it Daniel? Pretty sure they would have fucking destroyed each other. Yeah. Like, regardless. Maybe they just got here faster because of us. Yeah. Like, you can you can take maybe some credit for the timing of it, but, like, mm-hmm. uh, you ain't that special, Daniel. Yeah. They did this. <laughs> uh you know, they were at odds for decades. It came to a head when SG-1 showed up and the Stargate revealed itself. And Cam quotes Jack that even even when Cam wasn't there because he's read all the fucking mission reports. Oh, um, yeah. He's the- even better than Jonah at this. Like, yeah. those two in a study session, those are the two that I want to study with or that I want to cheat off of. And here's what I... I find it interesting because I can imagine... Yeah, you know, we already knew Jonas had like uh, perfect. What's the 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 read site memory? The um, yeah, photographic uh, photographic memory. memory. I feel somehow does Cam have the same because I don't see Cam pouring over no. mission reports to memorize it. No, here's what Cam does. Here's my guess with Cam. Yeah, um, Cam has the ability to read the reports understand the gist of it like understand why this matters like not even that it's just like a certain level of comprehension where he's not gonna know like some specific details that are Mm -hmm. not relevant to the to the the lesson that needs to be learned from this thing you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. like he's not wasting his time on other stuff he's like okay i know who else i know who all the players are I know the gist of the story and I know what the, like, why this mattered. Yeah. Um, and I like the reason I think that, cause that's kind of how I study. Yeah. <laughs> also, and I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. Got it. I need this other part. <laughs> also, he does memorize uh, a lot of what Jack says because, you know, how can, how can Cam not idolize Jack? I mean, well, and and that I think is different. Like that goes into his Jack folder versus like mission report folders, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, Jack did say the minute we step through the gate, we're sticking our collective noses where they don't belong. Yeah. So meanwhile, meanwhile, our friends out there in the briefing room, just like making loops, watching them. <laughs> Twiddling his thumbs. Uh, guys, can somebody is somebody gonna sit in that chair? Yeah. Uh, Cam is also uber worried about like the fact that the Ori are now arming people. Yeah. And so, I mean, best plan: we just like fly there, blow up the satellite, fly home, like done. And naturally, Daniel, 
because he's Daniel, and we would he's expect gonna Daniel it up in here. Nothing less. Maybe that's yeah. it. Just like Danieling it up. That's the AKA. Daniel goes Danieling. Yeah. Danieling um, it up. Yeah. He want he wants to talk it out, and he thinks he can get the Ram Protectorate to dismantle the satellite themselves if they know what threat the Ori and the Priors actually are. Yeah. Um, so they're going to see, they're going to start with one side and see if the Rand Protectorate will actually listen to them. Um, guys, you know, spoilers. if nothing else, well. yeah, if there's, if nothing else, if, if, um, if we're going to white knuckle our way through this episode, Daniel's hope is something to hold on to. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that's that's always going to be the preferred and usually most successful choice. Yep. So in the lab later, uh, Cam is hoping they can use the schematics that Kane brought to build their own satellite weapon. And Sam's like, yeah, no, these are way too early and not complete. And this thing is yeah. not efficient. And like, trust me, you don't want to build this weapon. It takes yeah. minutes between shots. Good thing is it looks like it's pretty much all offense and there's very little defense. Mm -hmm. I would make a football joke here, but I don't follow any teams close enough to know what teams are all offense and no defense. I feel like you could say that. (laughs) You could drop that line. If you are not a sports person, here's what I bet. Uh-huh. I feel like you could drop that in any conversation. Like if people are watching a game and you're not a sportser, we're not... I feel like you could say that and someone's going to run with it. Like, it's a good conversation uh, sprinkle. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is my beloved team that I will always be loyal to has neither offense nor defense, so I can't really (laughs) say anything. Um, But yeah, they think that they can just, Prometheus can just kind of, kind of hyperspace in, take it out. Hyperspace out because the thing takes like yeah. a minute to charge. It's not an instantaneous fire situation. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. In an empty commissary, Daniel reports to Kane that the Rand uh, I haven't heard from him yet. Mm-hmm. They're actually more shocked that Kane was there than Earth was offering to talk. Right. Um, and and Kane is worried that they're already too far swayed and they're listening to the prior too much to listen to Earth. And yeah, the prior said everything the Rand wanted to hear. And well, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. That's when you should be concerned. When yeah. something sounds perfect and too good to be true, it's probably a healthy is. dose of skepticism mm-hmm. is is warranted. Well, Just throwing that out there. And and he said that you know the ran needed they needed to believe there was a reason for what happened to them. That there's and and the mm. and the priors told them that their suffering was a test to the Ori to see who was worthy. And Yikes. Daniel's like, I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but your planet's not the first planet to be. Yeah, you're not alone. by that. Yeah. Um, and he asks about Letta, the the woman that Daniel got close to. Oh yeah. And we learned that five months ago. That old familiar prior plague swept across the country and the prior told the people that those who believed would be cured. He's like, well, Daniel, like every woman you've ever loved, (laughs) she is now dead. So thanks for that. 
thanks for noticing her thanks. because you cursed her with your yep. death Danielness. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Just another you know. one bites the goddamn dust. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> uh, and you know, right then is how conveniently everyone was accepted the Ori. Right when that whole like <laughs> believe or yeah. die. Kind of yeah. everyone went, so sure. I can't let this part go. The Daniel curse. Like, I, know. <laughs> I feel like at some point it's got to get out to the other like planets. Yeah. So if like a woman on another planet, Daniel's like getting to know, she's like, no, 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 no. no. You got to go. You got to get away Stop. from me. I hate you. I hate you. Don't like me. Don't like me. <laughs> Look, I, I'm going to poke my nose at you. <laughs> I kill small animals. I something. Yeah. <laughs> I only smell like B.O. <laughs> on purpose. No, Dan, that wouldn't bother Daniel. Come on. No, you know, Daniel. with Daniel, you'd be like, with Daniel, you'd be like, I hate talking. Never talk. Yeah. I make all the, you know what I books mean? Books are dumb. <laughs> yeah. I... No books here. <laughs> I Let's think go shopping. Is, and I think be the, earth is, is, the earth is flat and you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> I don't care that I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> Anyways, Letta, because she's a badass bitch, refused to yep. be swayed by the Ori. She and, died free, uh, motherfuckers. Hells yeah. Uh, and that's when Walter comes in to tell him that the Rand sent word. Uh, they are willing to talk. Or not. Once they it's, get to the planet, they're pretty much... It's a bamboozle. Much, uh, you know, go, straight to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Um, yeah. On the plus side, Danny's like, well, if they don't hear from me, they're at least going to destroy the weapon. Yep. Yeah. Um, that would and be my hope. Yeah. And that's when President Nadell comes in. He knows who Daniel is. Duh. Um, and mm-hmm. he is just here to tell Kane that he's under arrest for treason. And, oh, and Daniel, you're in trouble because you guys knowingly harbored a felon. And you have top secret documents. So you're both enemies of the state. Cool. Bye. Cool. And he walks away. Yep, this is, all of this is fine. All of this yeah. is normal things. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, definitely a trustworthy person uh-huh. who bamboozles you in. Uh-huh. Let's just note this. Because yeah. in the future, this kind of information could come in handy. <laughs> could. Well, Understanding like, how a person works. My thing is, like, Daniel, didn't you learn after this case? Isn't that one of those fool me once, shame on you, right. fool me twice, shame on right. me? Right. Fool, yeah, or just stop fooling, just kill him. Yeah. So the rest of the team is on Prometheus, and fun fact, This Daniel world has... is making me even more of an extremist <laughs> every single day. Sorry. <laughs> the rest of the team is on Prometheus, and fun fact, Daniel has a locator beacon. But oh, unfun yeah. fact, have we... I will I will get to the unfun fact in a moment when we get to it, because I have strong words for it. Okay. Back to Daniel. Kane is like, okay. by the way, Daniel, don't hold your breath for a trial, because, like, also, we have no <laughs> rules against torture. It's, a, it's a, what is it called when it's, like, a, like a, a, the court's not even real anymore? Like, what uh, do they call it? It's oh, like I some animal remember. name. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I don't remember it either. Oh, someone's yelling at the pod. It's Sorry, a something, guys. It's a something court, and it's an animal. Yeah. Yep. It's an elephant court. I'm going to make it up now. Sure. Um, uh-huh. And also, apparently, the president, Nadal, is hyper paranoid about Caledonian spies. So Commander Pernod comes in, and 
I mean, can we just first love for Ernie? It's Hudson. Winston. He's just awesome. Like somehow he's just Ernie Hudson. He is, but it's also just somehow you're like. You know he can't be all bad because it's Ernie Hudson. Like yeah, like just the casting of that actor itself is a cue to us. It's like yeah. we know this person, we trust this person. Yeah, we absolutely know there's something here. There's something more to this person. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's um, I guess it may be a, a curse a little bit to an actor to be in that role. Well. But- it's nice. It's a nice way to cue your audience. I agree. And I also, I have not seen his entire acting catalog, but I think it would be fun if I was casting something, knowing mm-hmm. that when you have an actor like that, who people like instinctively trust right. and you don't know why, cast him as the big bad. Like cast him in something that you're going to have that feeling until the end when he turns the other direction? Yeah. Like, just for, like, casting. Just kind of, just to pull people, just to get yeah. under everyone's skin. Yeah. As long as you deliver in the end. Because I think to yes. make him the big bad and not turn him around, I think, um, I think it just shows a sign of not caring for your audience. No. But absolutely. The way you're I, saying I it, agree. totally. But just, like, doing that, and, and especially, if, especially if you are, you have a script where... You do have those fluctuating trusts. Kangaroo Court. Sorry, it just came to me. Kaylee was yelling (laughs) Kangaroo Court. Yeah, and I understand. Just so you guys know, I speak dog. I speak Kaylee in particular. Yeah, um, Um, I still can't translate Kaylee sometimes, but Grace is really good at it. So (laughs) Ernie Hudson comes in uh, and he just wants, he's like, look, Kane, why did you even come back in the first place if you've gotten away from here? Who are the other Caledonian spies? He assumes Kane is also a spy. He also does mm. blame Earth for the war and everything that followed after it. Yeah. And Daniel tries, like, the 10-second spiel about against the Priors and the Ori. Like, hey, yeah. uh, don't, don't wipe out pitch, the Caledonians. The quick pitch, if you will. The quick pitch. Yeah. The elevator yeah. pitch. And, yeah. of course, Pernod is like, oh, so you sympathize with the Caledonians. We're like, no, that's not what we said in any way. Yeah. Um, and Pernod leaves pretty much guaranteeing bad times over the next couple days for these two. Yeah. Yike. So Prometheus arrives on the planet and the first thing they do is beam up Daniel with his locator. His locator that we find out is just a wrist strap beacon. Oh. Dear SG-1, have we not learned enough times that if you're going to put a locator on someone and you should put locators on all of your team when they go off planet, it needs to be fucking subcutaneous? Chip those babies. Chip like them. Like your puppos. Exactly. Yeah. Look, you don't, it's, it's, it's you don't no think longer. Uh, it? Yeah. It's no longer about ethics here. Uh, yeah. You are working on an entirely other planets. Yes. There's there's bigger issues here. Yeah. This is not the same as like the government is tracking us. No, you want we these want people tracked. 100%. You don't think that I'm you gonna just I'm going to need like... you to just shove something right back <laughs> in my neck here. <laughs> you got to make it sure that it like will fly most sensor technology. You don't think they're going to see like a giant wrist strap on his wrist and not take it. What it's, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's my Apple watch. Like, come on. Yeah. 
I need my steps, y'all. I need to get my steps in. Come on. Yeah. Chip, 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 senora. Chip your body, right? <laughs> like, that's, I think, one of my biggest... Of all the issues I have with this episode, like... <laughs> like, just... The lack of microchipping? The lack of microchipping, people. <laughs> okay. A.K.A. a lack of microchipping. That's like a poem. <laughs> Yeah. A lack of microchipping by Nixie. An ode to microchipping. Oh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. We've lost you, our Daniel. Where art thou, Daniel? If only we had chipped you. Where art thou, Daniel? We gave you a band. And they. it's like it's turning from like a sonnet to a limerick. And then it's going to get real weird. I'm going to stop. So they haven't heard from Daniel in two days. And now they're worried. um, Because, you know, Daniel likes to talk usually. So... Yeah. And they're about to take out the satellite. Daniel's a chatter. They're about to take it's out the like satellite. It's like the friend right who here. texts you all the time, and you're like, I haven't got a text yet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but they're like, fuck, should we destroy the satellite right now? Because if they do, that could be risky. Any chance of getting Daniel back? And Because it's a giant middle finger to the Ram Protector to just, like, fly in and then bomb the satellite and fly it. Which it is. Yeah. Totally. But for good reasons. Um, yeah. I mean, and- I think it needed to be done, but whatever. Oh. Hundred percent. It is a giant middle finger, but that middle finger needed to, you know, fly through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Prometheus does not go unnoticed by the Rand. And oh in boy. orbits, Pendergast knows that they have the satellite dead to rights. Which can I just say the like the the phrase "dead to rights" is just like a weird saying, but dead to anyway. rights. I don't um, actually think I understand it. I I even looked it up. And it's like, yeah, they caught it. It's essentially like being caught red-handed. Like, they caught it with the proof. Still makes no sense. But Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And he basically, he goes, can we trade the satellite for Daniel? And I'm with Teal'c. That serves no purpose for anyone. No. I like this, how it's like this attempt to parlay. Are we gonna? Yeah. No, 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 no. Roll for nope. initiative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You, you you waited too long. Yeah. And Cam knows Daniel said to proceed no matter what. And Sam knows Daniel well enough to know that he would sacrifice his life for a million others. Mm. Um, he, and, and Pendergast is like, make up your mind quick people. This satellite is waking up and this ship is targeted. And after a very yeah. tense moment, Cam calls it and they fire on the satellite. And we yep. see two missiles fly and hit a shield around the satellite that's protecting it. Uh oh. <laughs> and in the Rand bunker, Pernod wants to fire a warning shot across Prometheus's bow, but no. And Idal is like, "They fired at us, bitch! Hit him back!" Yeah. And they do. He's, and we see he's um not interested in a long battle, if you will. No. 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 And we see the satellite fire on Prometheus, and it slices through the shields and the ship like a hot knife through butter. Um, the ship yeah. is rocked. Sublight engines are down. Weapons down. Hull and life support's out on four decks. Hyperdrive is down. Their hull's too stable to go through hyperspace anyway if they could. And they have minutes until the satellite fires again. Uh, so this they scramble blue squadron. great. And it gets worse. And Cam and Teal'c run for the F-302 bay. 
and in the bunker we see the all the ships on the radar um but the shields are holding and they have 30 seconds until they fire again and they target prometheus again and in space you remember on independence day when i'm pretty sure there are f-18s that like fly against the ship at first and they fire all the missiles and it does jack shit it's basically that yeah, it's just not good. It's just no. not good times here. Um, but of Whew, note, this part sucks. Fact, Cam is blue leader, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I um, just say it's, it's very Star Warsy. Shades of Star Wars in this, which part. is why I would have made the reference and made him red leader. I'm just saying. Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe this was their attempt at like winking at it, sort of. But yeah, not really. Well, I mean, just just. Hit, I mean, just, just have that. one person go stay on target. That's yeah. it. Just one per have just one, one person say that. Just uh, one stay on target. One person <laughs> whose call sign is Porkins or something. Just you know <laughs> anything. Uh, we did also that somehow calls me. We did also last night watch Captain Marvel again. And <laughs> just the call sign of adventure. Like, guys, it's such a good movie. <laughs> I really love Captain Marvel. Anyways, so on Prometheus, they can't get the sublight engines working yet because two of the main power relays are damaged. So Sam's going to work on bypassing them to get some power because she's Sam. And mm. Mark's goes with Sam to go fix it, which let's give some props to Captain Marks. Like, he's been on the ship since we first pretty much saw the ship. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah. So we see, I just, there is something that I do really, really like that it's not, not only do they keep the captain every time we see Prometheus, but they try to keep the crew and, like, the actors who play yeah, the crew the Yeah, the same, same as the well. regulars. Yeah. Yeah. I... Just that's a small thing that I appreciate. Well, and it's it's nice in a lot of ways. One, it's it's nice for these actors. Mm-hmm. It's it's good story wise. It makes sense story wise. Prometheus's yeah. crew wouldn't change all the time. No. Why wouldn't they you know, you have these these extra like these regular extras, I guess. Yeah. I don't I don't know what they would be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Hollywood speak. Reoccurring uh, but it guest is, actors. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. So we see the two of them make their way through the ship, and somehow we thought the elevators would work. No. But this is a really... Yeah, that was a really strange piece of information there. Well, I think it's just this... I think, to me, it kind of shows where, yeah, Marx has been on Prometheus a while, and he's obviously, he's a captain, he's, you know, been around, but... Prometheus doesn't run across situations like this very often. Like, battle. Prometheus yeah. isn't in this type of battle very often. So he's just like, instinctively, I have to get down there. I take the elevator. Oh, and he, yeah. it's just autopilot. It's such, a, it's such a specific detail. Yeah. Um, that it almost takes me out a little bit. But, you know, maybe there was a, maybe there's something to that. Maybe there was some real story that they pulled from or something yeah. like that. And I just, this whole Steadicam shot of, the chaos that is on this ship, yeah. I really, really, it brings this weight and this tenseness to this. It's, 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 
it is shot so well. Yes. Um, this entire sequence is incredibly moving. Yes. Um, and exciting and, and scary really and all of those things. Yeah, it's and uh, there's definitely a nod to the production crew for this one. Hundred percent because holy moly. Because I I also think just in terms of you know this is a TV show where you except for Daniel but even Daniel knows going to come back like you know the main crew is going to be fine like you know yeah like you know Daniel is not going to die in this episode you know Sam got off Prometheus in this episode yeah and most of the time you know if now granted this isn't like Stargate Prometheus but you know you know the Enterprise is not going to be destroyed in the show right this is yeah and and this yeah usually if we get FaceTime with people yeah with this many people you don't expect to lose them with the ship you know you yeah I think I know the first time I watched this I assumed that they were going to there was going to be more shit that went down but they were going to accept the surrender like they would be able to save Prometheus yeah somehow be... this Prometheus would be broken and battered but it would yeah. be able to land yeah and that's what I thought too and that's you know that's not what happens spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> uh, so back on the bridge the forward shields are at 40% and they know that weapon is about to fire again Cam mm-hmm. is extremely frustrated that the satellite shields aren't weakening. There's, they're not punching through in any way. And yeah. the satellite fires again. And again, it tears through the ships, the shield and the ship. And we see the bridge being rocked. We see Mark's being thrown off the ladder, catching himself, jarring his shoulder. I'm pretty sure it just wrenches his shoulder out of place. Um, yeah. Somewhere we see windows being blown out and crew is thrown into the vacuum of space. The ship is in a state that we have never seen her this hurt before. Yeah, she's not doing well. And Sam helps get Marks off the ladder and, you know, his arms unusable. And we see that they they can't beam the two of them to the auxiliary control room because it has no life support anymore. And I'm also like, why didn't you just beam them there from the bridge? Right. When the beam was still working. Uh, because like every car accident there's so many things you think of afterward it's monday morning quarterbacking quarterbacking. in the bunker perno sees the prometheus disabled and he uh he wants to call for the surrender like we have defeated the enemy you know there's no reason trying to be reasonable yeah um but nadal is not having that because after reading the book of origin it basically says Fuck you if you don't believe. So, hey, Prometheus, fuck you. He's a full zealot. He's gone full zealot. He's not thinking rational. He's not thinking about people or humanity or anything. Um, He's not thinking of anything other than appeasing this tyrant god of his. So, Cam calls Prometheus for a status report. And the status is just fucked. Basically, yeah, the whole status everything report. Everything is fucky. Everything is um, fucky. They can't even come back to the ship because the docking bays aren't safe to return. Um, yeah. Sam and Marks are still trying to get the sublight engines to do something, anything, and they're making their way. Like, of course, she has another workaround that she can try, 
And Pentergast tells her that she has two minutes, which Sam's like, that's not enough. Even Scotty time, that's not enough. Yeah. On the bridge. Even, like, imagine she's going full McKay right there. Yeah. She's channeling her McKay. She's like, that's Uh not happening. On the bridge, Pentergast broadcasts a surrender to the Ram Protectorate, which we hear on the bridge and then also on the radio in the bunker. And you see... Oh, As you hurts. imagine, the two very different reactions on Nadell's face and on Perno's face. Yeah. Sam tries to get something working. There's no time to test the power flow. She knows it's a risk. They do it anyway just to get the power running. And Cam gets desperate enough. And he orders a scramble formation between the Prometheus and the weapon. And he's hoping when they fire again one of them can take a portion of the next shot, which just let that sink in. Yeah, that part is where I cried. Yeah, <laughs> he's that's... like, oh, we're not trying to save ourselves. We're just trying to get be a human shield yeah. for Prometheus. Yeah, that's... And I... he's, asking, he's asking his crew to all line up and do it. And they would do it in a heartbeat. And you know they would. And like... Yeah. That's, I'm fine. I, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Nadal radios back to Pentergast, um, and he wants to know why you just flew in and just attacked our satellite. In the bunker, we see um, that Kane and Daniel are led in as we hear Pentergast be like, look, giant misunderstanding. Uh, we came for Daniel. He's yeah. like, Nadal's like, well, then why'd you fire on the satellite? He goes, well... You powered the satellite up and aimed it at us. We took that as the first act of aggression, and we were responding in kind to protect ourselves. We aren't wow. a threat anymore, clearly. We have people who need medical yeah. attention. Please consider a request for surrender. Again, he thinks he's talking to another sane person, but yeah, he's not. Yes, not. Um, Nadal and Pernod turn to Daniel and basically... You know, tell us about the Cadillian spies. Tell us what they're planning. We want to know. If you tell us, we will accept their surrender. And Daniel's like, what can I tell you? We aren't spies. Like, you're not going to accept any of my answers. Yeah. We tried. I want to tell you how dangerous the priors are and that the satellite is so you'll dismantle it. Mm -hmm. They refuse to believe that Kane acted alone to access a Stargate. They assume and they are sure that he is a Caledonian spy. And I love how Daniel's like, maybe someone's leaking them information because they don't agree with everything you're doing. Yeah, maybe I'm going to continue to try to use reason. I I, I love Daniel, but this is clearly not a reasonable person. Yeah, No. But it's Daniel doing... What Daniel can He's do. Danieling it up. He's doing He's everything he can. And that is the most... Um, morally, it's the only thing he can do. It's that the would most, be appropriate. Yeah, it's the most true to him thing. Yeah. And when they announce the weapon is charged, Daniel knows what is about to happen and tries what he can do to get them to stop. But Nadal is resolute um, that he they are defending themselves and that Prometheus mm-hmm. attacked first. And on board, we know the weapon is charged... They, they can't give Sam the time she needs to get the engines working. So Pentergast has all power, including shield power, yeah. rerouted to the Asgard beam. They are abandoning ship. And he yeah. wants he Everybody wants everyone beamed to a big open field in Caledonian. Nowhere near the fucking Ram Protectorate. 
Yeah, and he, please. He, he announces that's the F-302 so they can rendezvous there. And we hear all of these frantic calls over the comms back and forth with the crew in the background. And we see Pentagast physically move his crew from their stations. Yeah. He will do the final transports. Everyone else get off this ship. And then we have Pentergast alone on the bridge as the music sweeps and builds up. And Sam sees everyone moving, tells Marks to get with the other people who are beaming out. Um, Sam's mm-hmm. going to stay and tie this power in to give Pentergast all the power that she can give him to get everyone beamed off the ship safely. And we see Marks joining yep. the others and beam away. Down in the bunker, Nadal claims that they can't fail their gods, that they must embrace their destiny, and orders the weapons to fire. And both Daniel oh, and Kane cry out and lunge out to try to stop him. And we see Pentergast alone on the bridge, frantically working everything he do to get the last of his people, and he sees the weapons fire coming. And we see it tear through the ship, cutting it in half, We see Pendergast's final moments, him closing his eyes as everything lights up. And we see Prometheus utterly destroyed, not just broken, gone. And we see the fire light up Cam and Teal'c's faces in the F-302. And in the bunker, Nadal looks victorious. And Daniel looks in what I can only describe as broken awe at what just happened. He's, yeah, he, yeah, that's, um, that is a look of a man whose soul is hurt. And I raise a glass to Pentergast and Prometheus and all those who did not make it off the ship. She was a good ship. Um, Good ship. Do we know how many people didn't make it? We know how many survivors we have. Well, they say later that there's, what, I think 70... Uh, seventy-six people. Seventy-six. And the, um, in in a scene in a scene from now, uh, Cam says that there was over one hundred and fifteen people on Prometheus. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. All right. So, so uh, this part sucks. Yeah. Okay, so sometime bye. later, <laughs> we're like we're like just over it. We're not even done with the episode. Sometime later in the jail cells, Pernod tries an apology, fails. Kane knows the Caledonians would die before they submit to anything. Like, they they are forcing, if the Rand are going to continue on this road, the Caledonians are going to force the Rand Protector to commit genocide. Yeah. Um, Pernod's like, well, they fired first a year ago. And Kane just stands up in frustration. He's like, at some point, generations have to stop killing each other because of what past generations did. They need yeah, to band it's together. Stop. Yeah. yeah. They need to band together to fight the Ori. And you have to believe Daniel. Like some something someone has got to give. Yeah. Um but again, it was the prior's advanced technology, like it is every time, that convinces them. Pernod saw the power with his own eyes. It's hard mm-hmm. to deny that when you don't have the context to, you know, a, gra- a bigger picture. Um, you know, him, what choice did we have? 
it just pushed them. It pushed them to the edge. It pushed them, yeah. you know, here comes someone offering everything you've thought you've ever wanted. Yeah. Just in return for following them and doing whatever they want. And if your, if your morality is not in check, mm-hmm. it's easy to get swayed. Also, as an infamous quote says, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Like yeah, that too. I mean, so Daniel finally sort of comes in, kind of comes into the conversation. He's like, "Look, no promises, but we have been mm-hmm. able to stop the priors before. We've been able to stop their powers. Like, yeah, they don't have ships in this galaxy. They need the Stargate to get from planet to planet. So you can bury your gate. We can help you build an iris, but there's ways to stop the priors from getting here." And Kane yeah. doesn't sugarcoat it. He's like, the book and origins, big old fat lie. Giant lie. Yeah. Like, Nadal yeah. has been fully seduced by a book of bullshit. And yep. killing in the Ori's name is not self-defense. It's murder. Yeah, it's the Ori are telling you that they're... What they're telling you is not real. They're yeah. using this idea, they're... Um, taking advantage of this idea that people believe in religion or people believe in faith and they want to have something to believe in to Mm -hmm. just put more power behind themselves. Yeah. Meanwhile in Caledonia, Cam and Teal meet with their leader, Shaska. Um, What's what's the pop? What's the pop? Shasta. Uh, Shasta. I'm just going to call her leader Shasta. Shakasta, uh, got it. Sh- uh, yeah, Shakasta. <laughs> Even better. I'm legitimately yeah. just going to call her Shakasta now. Um, <laughs> and they've been watching this whole exchange. And so far, they've recovered 76 people. There were over 115 on Prometheus. Uh, and the transport conveniently has just arrived. Not that we were worried in any way, shape, or form. Right. That Sam made it off the ship, but Sam. But Cam and Teal'c were, yeah. Well, and I love the difference in emotion between Cam and Teal'c here. Yeah. Cam, I feel, was a little more like I. I don't. It is no less of a release to Cam, but I think Cam is like, of course, Sam's gonna get off the ship. Well, I think for Cam, it's. Um, Sam is important and she's part of his immediate team but he would be as happy to see any one of those crew members like he's like oh good one of our crew members made it and and in the moment he's thinking in that global space yeah and I like I think it's a little a little bit of the mix um yeah but Teal'c Teal'c has yeah it's just his friend serious emotion yeah I think Teal truly feared that Sam didn't make it. Yeah. And we well, see... and for him, it's uh, seeing her alive is different than seeing any other of the crew. It's specifically yeah. Sam that he cares about. Yeah. Uh, you all credit to Chris Judge for this moment because these are one of those times we know Teal is not an outwardly emotional showing character. So to yeah. put that much restrained emotion into that moment i think is beautiful yeah it's yeah it's you can see it in the face and the eyes it's just like his just in his tense like how his whole body tenses up 
It's yep. It was really. I feel that. Um, and Sam holds it together, telling him that Pentergast is not with them. And we yeah. are formally introduced to Minister Shakasta, <laughs> mm-hmm. who offers Sam and the crew what comfort they can have here. And she fears, uh, with the destruction of the Prometheus, has also the destruction of any possible peaceful solution to this crisis. Pretty and much. She is also firm that her people would rather die than live under Rand rule. And she will retaliate against any attack against them as strongly as she can. Yeah. Oof. So Sam is checking over the schematics of the satellite because Caledonians have a little bit more of the um, schematics than she originally had. Yeah. A little more current intel. And the Rand is, of course, denying knowledge that Daniel even exists. Daniel who? Yeah, I'll tell you, I wanted to point out this part where Cam and Sam and Teal are going over the plans and going over what yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, I, I really think this is a great choice by the writers to show that it's a reminder, right, that really awful, awful, awful things can happen. Yes. But it's on us to find a way to look at them and say... Where did we go wrong? How yeah. do we keep this from happening? And what can we do now? And it's it is is the concept of regardless of what horrible things have previously happened um, between we... these countries, between everything else. What is the what is the when I say what's best the next solution, right step? Yeah, what, what is the it, next right step? Exactly. What is the next step that we can do to help mitigate this getting even worse? Yeah. Um, so, I'm fine. I'm not crying. <laughs> we're all fine, guys. Um, and and Cam is a little afraid to realize here that if they hadn't hesitated when they first arrived, if they had just fired at the satellite, then they yeah. wouldn't. They would have been able to destroy the satellite. And they're like, no point in Monday morning quarterbacking. Right. It's happened. Right. It's in the past. Let's move forward. What can we do to yeah. solve this problem now? What can okay. we learn from that? Yeah. yeah. He's like, okay, 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 okay. So we're going to take out the command station. And they're going to send up a 302 and take out the satellite. Because it's the only, there's only one communication point between the command station and the satellite. That's it. No other yep. places communicate with it. So Shikasta's like, well, I mean, we can't just fucking take out the command station. Like, that's... We it's probably well fortified, yeah. <laughs> we know it's well fortified. We have agents there, yeah, but security's too tight. They can't really sabotage it. Um, Sam's like, we don't have to destroy it. Notice mm-hmm. that? We don't have to destroy it. We just yeah. have to cut off the communication to the satellite, which leads to the idea of an EM pulse, which the, the, Cal- the Caledonians don't have that technology And Cam knows that Sam wouldn't have suggested it if she didn't have an idea. Yep. (laughs) By accident, they figured out that, you know, uh, an F-302 gives off an EM pulse when it blows up. I mean, it could be the concussive force interfering with the artificial gravity field generated by the inertial dampeners. Just a guess. Either way, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. The fact is it's there. I also love, if this was McKay, McKay would be like, well, I'll build a nuke that will blow up in the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the plan is, is they are going to attach the inertial dampener and the radar jammer from an F-302, attach it to a missile, shoot that fucker off, explode it over the bunker, jam the signal with raspberry, blow up the satellite when it doesn't have shields. <laughs> but Shikasta knows if this doesn't work, it's basically game over for Caledonia. Yep. Sam is sure it will work, though. Yeah. Don't doubt Sam. Ever. I mean, the other thing is, what's your other option? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so it works or it doesn't, and you're back to where you were. Yeah, I am slight. Not that they could do this. Not that they could easily do this. But I am slightly curious as to how the shields work if it's like the... We know the... I don't know oh, my brain is going off on this tangent, so apologize. But we know, like, gold shields, it's Jack could throw... You could throw a knife through it because it wasn't the same force and impact as a bullet, and so you could make it through the shields. So I'm like, what if you just send someone up and then they, like, spacewalk, and they can get, like, get through the shields it. if they spacewalk, and then just fuck it up from the inside. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, what if you just drop your water on it like a laptop? You may need to, you may need to go with pop, the extra sugar content in yeah, pop. Yeah, yeah, to the stickiness, the sticky yeah. factor. Yeah. So in the jail cells in the Ram Protectorate, Kane apologizes for even coming to Earth for help and Daniel's like, let's not do that now, shall we? Yeah, let's, let's focus. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, no, could, well, again, it's the concept of that's in the past. Let's focus on the now. Mm-hmm. It goes, there has well, to be survivors. Well, and it's like your, your apologies don't fix what's happened. Mm-hmm. Let's move. What do we do next? Yes. Yeah. What do we do to solve the problem? He goes, there have to be survivors. He's like, let's deal with why we came here for now. Pretty sure Perno mm-hmm. started to listen to Daniel. So let's continue on that train. Daniel knows um, the the key to the key between like these long lasting historical issues like this on the planet is to get both sides an equal footing. Just like start talking. And Kane, well, it's change, right? It's this this yeah. everlasting hope that change can happen, and change yeah. is the only true solution to conflict like this. It's but you there can't just sit there at a stalemate with missiles pointed at each other and expect change to happen. Like mm-hmm. both sides have to be like sit down at the Open. same table. And I do love this part where Kane is like, Daniel, do you like ever give up? And no. Daniel goes, Not until I'm dead. Sometimes not well, even after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. That's, that's, uh, yeah. Daniel ceases to exist when he gives up trying. Yeah. So, um, I forget who it was actually that reminded me. I, I unfortunately do not remember. I'm so bad with names, guys. I don't know if you've caught that on. But someone posted on our Facebook uh, a nice little meme with this big fat book that says SG1. And then this little tiny skinny book that says, like, SG-1 without Daniel's deaths. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. So, Nadal comes into the bunker, and he goes, someone visually saw a missile launch from Caledonia. Like, there's nothing on the radar, 
And it's just one missile, so Pernod is like, well, it's probably a test. But Nadal, mm -hmm. hyper paranoid, and assumes they're about to launch an attack. I mean, Jeez. he's not technically wrong to give him no credit at all for anything. Um, Pernod... No, the trouble is that he's no longer sane. So no yeah. matter what he thinks, it's not coming from a sane place. 100%. It's the whole, even a blind man can find a, even a yeah. blind squirrel can find a nut. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's it's not on purpose that he got It's not here. a he's, missile attack. Yeah. So Pernod tries to speak reason as much as you can to a crazy man. Um, mm -hmm. But like... What 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 reason can you say when the other side goes, well, surrender or die, you know? Yeah. So in Caledonia, Nadal um, has, like, is on the phone and asks for Shikasta. Sam's like, stole him. Create time. Keep him talking. Mm -hmm. She doesn't activate the shield. Whatever we need to do, yeah. So Shikasta stalls. Hey, super sorry. Lange was an accident. Totally should have yeah. called you. Maybe should have sent you a text. Should have got you on Teams or something. Yeah. Like, Sorry, we, LOL. Did not mean to already, send that at you. We already blew it up as soon as it launched. Like, we know everyone's on edge. We didn't mean to. We're hoping you wouldn't notice. Uh, yeah. Nadal is like, the biggest My concern bad. here is your military's incompetence. Um, and about that deadline, Shikasta's like, yeah, we're still talking it over. We'll let you know. Yep. We have pros and cons list. We're discussing it a lot. Uh, big topic here. Big big topic. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the F-302 is up in the air. Um, when they hang up, Shikasta's like, yeah, no, he didn't believe a single word of what I said. Yeah, none of this is, yeah, this isn't going to work. It's gone too long. And detonation is in 30 seconds. In the Rand Oof. bunker, Perno is getting a call that they still visually see what they think is a missile coming in. It's not on the radar. Um, and they also detect one small ship heading towards the satellite. So Nadal orders the shield on the satellite up. But that's when all the power goes out. Yay. This is our chance. Backup power is also out. No connection, no communication with the satellites. So Sam radios mm -hmm. up that the window of opportunity is open. They get, and they're two minutes out. It's cutting it close. Another small quibble. Um, I know they couldn't, like, get closer to the satellite, because then they'd be detected on the satellite's radar before they're arranged, but also, does the satellite use a different radar than the stuff on the ground because isn't the whole reason the missile's not on their radar is because of the 302 jamming technology but the satellite can pick up the 302 and its radio on uh, uh, radar yeah i'm not gonna think about the science of this too much i'm but you're i'm with you i'm assuming the radar on the satellite is or i like or i fancy okay it's like how we say Asgard as a washover to things we don't yeah. get. They'll just go yep. or I on the things or that I. we don't get in theirs. Got it. I'm just Got saying it. something, something or that I. like was like in in my brain. Yeah. So Perno and Nadal are getting word that there's no damage anywhere. There's just no power. And Daniel and Kane are then brought into the bunker. And Nadal knows the Caledonians don't have this technology. It must be because of you damn Earthlings. 
Daniel's like, I fucking hope so, bitch. Yep. And that's Adal, how we do. And Nadal is like, fix power or die. Nope. Daniel's like, well, first, no. And second, yeah. no. Um, and, Kane, and third, a little bit more, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love how Kane's like, well, if the Ori were true gods, why would they let this happen at all? Oh. Zing. He zinged ya. Isn't ya? And then Daniel comes in with another saying. He goes, look, I understand fearing the priors. It makes total sense because they're assholes and all. But, like, there's another way out. You don't have to follow them. Yep. And, uh, and, and Nadal, Nadal's, like, gives an indication he would listen. Mm-hmm. And Daniel goes, look, I can contact the ship up there. I can tell him to call off the destruction of the satellite. Uh, because Daniel will forever... And always believe a peaceful compromise is achievable. Which can we all just be fucking Daniels in this world? Yeah, God, we yeah we just need more Daniels in in places. Of... More bards. I mean, is yeah. I don't even know that it's like whatever it is. It's just um, we need to think. Yeah, we need to be glow. I'm gonna I'm gonna start preaching, so I'm not gonna. I'm trying to find my okay. words carefully. We need more people willing to talk and listen to each other. The yeah. end. Yeah. Okay. So we hear Daniel radio willing up to, to whoever's. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Who who to whomever is in the F three hundred two, and of course it is Cam. Daniel's okay for the moment. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh, Cam and Teal'c are about to bag an evil Ori satellite, and Daniel's yep. like, "Hold up. Wait a minute. The Rand want to offer a deal." Uh. Caledonia is listening to all of this, of course. So Sam gets on the line too. In exchange for leaving the satellite alone, the Rand Protectorate is going to offer the Stargate to Caledonia. Hmm. They are offering the gate and a ceasefire for anyone who doesn't want to follow the Book of Origin can leave the planet and find refuge somewhere else. Yeah. Which Shakast is like. That's a big fucking ask. It's it's a huge, huge. It is big. It's big. Yeah. It's asking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a big ask. And Cam hears this. Still kind of wants to take up the satellite. Um. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do in Cam's position? Oh God. I don't, I don't even know. Would you take out the satellite? I, you know what? Here's, here's what I feel. I would not immediately take out the satellite, but I would sit up there. Yeah. And I would try to find a way to ensure they couldn't put the shields back up and basically just like. Can I say? Just leave it exposed. Yeah. Like, I'm almost... Is it horrible to say that in this situation I'd want to hold the satellite hostage? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, here's my thought. If I'm Cam, at the end of the day, right? If I'm using yeah. my Daniel brain, I'm Cam. Yeah. I know how things work. Then it's not my place to mm-hmm. destroy the satellite. However... Yeah. If I'm Cam... 
then I can show a Caledonian how to do the yeah. thing I'm doing. And yeah. I'm going to let them do it. I feel like that's my thing. It's like this Which is Which I don't not, think that's right either, but that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but it's a little bit like this is not my planet. Yeah. And so I don't... I If I was Cam... I feel like I'd be a little bit of like, I don't want to make that call for this planet. Cause right. like, this isn't my fight. However, yeah. Uh, people who I more agree with in this fight, this is how you do this thing. Yeah, exactly. Which um, is not any better, but that's no, what I would do. No, uh, but it is, you know, a feel. And uh, Daniel warns them that look also fully logical. Daniel's like, they built that sucker in a year and the ran are pretty solid in their beliefs they're just gonna build a new one yeah maybe more than one Ugh. so daniel and sam try to explain to shikasta like this it may suck and sound real shitty to leave your planet but it's kind of a really good deal like you kind of want to get off this planet if the priors and the this way y'all don't die yeah yeah like we're trying to tell these assholes that they should not follow the ori so if you can get out like go yeah, this would be the tang. This, this house would be the time. is going to be on fire soon. <laughs> yeah. I know you can't smell the gas, but it's yeah. there. It's this, there, there's, there's a giant gas leak on this planet. Yeah. Um, he's like, we've seen them wipe out whole planets if some people don't believe in the Ori. And they're like, and I do love how Shikasa's like, well, can't you fight them with us? They're like, Bitch, we've been trying um, to fight them. They're real fuck strong. Yeah. Listen, we're not any better equipped to do this than you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're um, allies, but we're fucked too. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, Daniel's like, tick tock, tick tock. Like, this is a temporary offer. You guys got to make yeah. a decision here soon. Yeah. Everyone waits. We see the camera, like, hit everyone really tensely. And Jacosta calls Cam to stand down. Damn yeah. it. Cam is but, yeah. super not fond of that, but he's going to leave the satellite. Yeah. And as soon as power comes on, the shields of the satellite go up. And a move that shocks even Pernod, which it shouldn't shock Pernod, shouldn't shock anyone. It shouldn't shock any of them, yeah. Uh, Nadal powers up the weapon and targets the Caledonian Capitol building, which clearly pisses Daniel off. You know, I honestly, I think who I'm most pissed at is the kid at the command. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're obviously smart. Do you not see what's happening? The one who starts questioning um, yeah. Winston. Perno. It's like, yeah, brah. Yeah. yeah. Are you not seeing this? Well, anyway. he may have, he may have drank, you know, maybe following the aura already. Ugh. Gross. Okay. Everyone can see the weapon powering up. Everyone. Cam mm -hmm. yells down to Daniel. Shakasta yells to Nadal over the radio. Kane yells. Big all anger directed at Nadal. Who, for his part, says he gave his soul to the Ori. He made a pact with a with a with a bad with a dark with a, a, a chaotic evil deity. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, even he, know that they're chaotic. I think they're lawful evil, which I think actually, is the worst kind of evil. You're right. The Ori are lawful evil. Yeah. Um, anyone who rejects them is, you know, a fool. And also, Nadal says what's horrible, uh, even worse, they're just Caledonians anyway. They deserve to Ugh. die. 
long before the priors showed up. And ah. Pernod is like, I finally had enough. Orders yep. the satellite shut down. Nadal tries to override Camel, him. Camel, straw, back, etc., yeah. etc. And, <laughs> and, and orders Pernod arrested. And now all the soldiers in the bunker are locked between the president and the military commander. And Pernod mm-hmm. quickly pulls his gun out, shoots Nadal. All the soldiers then fire at Pernod. Nadal is down. Shot to the chest. Uh, Kane calls the soldiers to put all everyone weapons down. Just everyone mm. chill out. <laughs> Stop. Stop grabs, killing each other. Or don't. Just one. keep killing each other. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Grabs one to go get medical help. Um, I think he was also just like, I don't want to get cross- stuck in the crossfire. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Nadal is dead. Perno isn't. I will say we don't quite know if Pernod survives this or not. Um, I would yeah. like to think he does. Um, and calls for the satellite to be shut down. Um, like, he's... Kane's like, he's now in command. Listen to him. Yeah. And like, I like how the one technician's like, he just killed the president. He's like, yeah. Because he violated an international treaty. Now shut the fucking yeah. satellite down. Let's, let's, let's move through this as quickly as we can, kid. Ready? President yeah. White Nuts violated a thing. <laughs> So military commander shot him. Yes, he shot the president. But again, remember, president went nuts, <laughs> violated the thing. So now military commander is in charge. Are we good? Okay. Well, it's yeah. it's <laughs> also just more of like, it's more of like, regardless of that, he goes, how about we don't kill a whole city? Cool. Let's just stop. Shut the satellite yeah. down. Yeah. And Pernod tells them, while clearly in pain, um, the deal with the Caledonians will stand. Yeah. So later, days later, back on Earth, in Daniel's office, uh. Cam comes in. Uh, it's late. Um, Cam is is out of uniform um, and has a few beers because it's been a rough day. Yeah. Cam, we find out, went and hand-delivered the letter from Landry to Colonel Pendergast's wife and kids. And told them how he died saving his crew. <sighs> and that his death mattered. Yeah. Because 76 people survived because of him. And Cam points out that it's also because of Daniel. Like, they wouldn't have gotten off the planet if it wasn't for Daniel brokering that deal. Yeah. And Daniel goes, you haven't heard, have you? Uh, let's just take that knife and turn it a little bit. <laughs> the, the talks broke down shortly after they left the planet, and they can't yeah. make contact with the planet anymore. Landry had the Daedalus fly by on its way back from Atlantis. The Caledonians didn't want to leave their planet in the end. I mean, who would want to leave their planet? Right. And they launched an attack, and the Rand responded. And we can only assume at this point the Stargate is buried. Here's the only comfort in that is that the Stargate is buried. Yeah. And that whatever went down at the end was between the Rand and the Caledonians. Without Rand Protectorate and Caledonia. Yeah. 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 And they both kind of raise a beer. Rough day. Yeah. That may be. Um, my other, like, my other, hey, just rough Rough day. day. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my hope 
Um, the Stargate is buried. We can't contact yes. them. Neither can the Ori. The shit hits the fan. It's a global war. It's big. It's terrible. At the end of this, it's going to take a long time. It's going to be, yeah. you know, post-apocalyptic. But maybe there's a handful of survivors. And maybe That's there's enough survivors on each side to see that maybe this isn't the way. Um, sometimes you have to raise the ground for new uh, plants to start growing, you know, and yep. maybe that's what they did. But at least it's without, maybe it's better that we're not there. It's better that the ORI yep. aren't there. This is just something yep. that they needed to do. It's it's like, um, uh, it's like when you have a friend who is not well, you can't mm-hmm. do anything to fix it. You can only yeah. watch and hope that they want to fix it for themselves. Yeah. And and I would like to think that, you know, there there are, you know, I, I look at, you know, world wars that we've had here on Earth. And, and, and when the whole planet sort of gets into that tense state that these two states were in is, when that happens, you have a ton of people on the fringe outside of the cities that are not part of this living day to day who are just like, guys, I just kind of want to live my fucking life. Yeah. And and I'm hoping that those were the people because they were further out from some of these main cities and where I'm sure most of the bombs dropped that are just like, let's let's start a new fresh. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. So. Blah. Um, yeah. Uh, What's next? This was a, Let's just fucking heavy, keep moving. <laughs> this was a heavy episode. Um, thankfully, yeah. the next episode of Atlantis is The Tower, and it is not anywhere near this heavy, guys. Um, oh, yay. But raise a glass, like I said, to uh, Prometheus and Pendergast and the crew for I show. I have my water bottle. Cheers. I have a version of an old-fashioned that I've invented i didn't nice. invent an old-fashioned that's dumb i've invented this weird variation of an old-fashioned <laughs> there's no well because normally like, there's like some citrus and like that i don't have any citrus i don't have any oranges so instead i'm using blood orange liqueur in place of my citrus in my old-fashioned also I've it's used a it's a bitters. drink that you've created in the spirit of an old-fashioned how's that yes it's a it's a twist on an old-fashioned yeah. Um, Alrighty. What's next? What's next? What's next? Like I said, it is Atlantis, the tower. Yay. Um, which, like, a, which, if I remember correctly, let me check. I feel like there's a fun guest star. My brain has, like, failed. Let me let me pull this up super quick because I want to remember who. Yep, nope. I mean, all the guest stars are great, but it's not the person my brain was connecting two things, and it's not the awesome guest star. Never mind. My words failed. Got it. The Towering Guys, Inferno. I've renamed it. The end. Yep. The guest yep. star is Steve McQueen, yep. come back from the dead. The end. Yep. Um, Basically. And then the following week, we'll have some fun other stuff for y'all as well. Yes, we have a couple fun tangents for you because we do have a couple weeks coming up um, that we just will not be able to record a full episode, but we also 
really want to not have you go a week without hearing the melodic sounds of our lovely voices. So we have <laughs> alternate plans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just want you to get some Stargate fix of some sort. Uh, exactly. But yeah, we'll be here next week with the tower and then the following week yes. with something else. But yes. until then, find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us on Twitter. Nope. Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. I blinked. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra. Write us, review us, podcast, things, words, and stuff. Fun times are gonna happen, <laughs> and um, we have new patrons whose name I forgot to write down, but I know you're there, and I'm too. coming for you, well, and it's we'll gonna get happen. We'll get you. Uh, also, guys... I actually finished another pod card. We're gonna get them out soon. I actually drew it. Oh, I drew it. New patrons. It's really new cool. patrons. Uh, yeah, Lori and Carrie. Yeah, cool.